Welcome back to another exciting episode of Level Up and Live, the podcast where we're all about pushing boundaries, breaking limits, and living life beyond what you thought was possible. I'm your host, Sean Myers, joined by my co-host, Ewan Heinemeyer. And today, we're diving deep into the mindset of doing hard things, showing up and putting in the work when no one's watching. Because guess what? That's where the magic happens. We're here to remind you that success isn't just about those moments in the spotlight. It's about the grind, the hustle, and the relentless pursuit of improvement. So get ready to embrace the discomfort because that is where growth thrives. This is how you get 1% better every single day. Are you ready to level up? Let's dive in. So it's Saturday morning. It's very early. It's cold. It's very wet. And we have a destination to go run 15 miles over five hours through the woods, through the deep puddles and mud, wind. And we paid money to go do this. <laughs> we signed up and said, please let us feel the pain and the struggle and the strife and the gritting of the teeth. And when I say pain, I do mean pain. Kicking rocks is not fun. Like you can, you can say that to yourself. Oh, they're kicking rocks. When you kick a rock, it hurts. My toes are bruised right now. These big boulders kicking up, people running next to us and going through the woods, going downhill, tripping over roots, twisting ankles, knees aching, hips hurting. I'm describing right now the five by 25. Was it five by 25 or five by 15? Five by five. Five by five. And it's a race that we did in Navasota, Texas, and it was grueling and it was absolutely excellent. So to, to give a little bit of info for it. So you have uh, five rounds uh, to run basically three miles each round, which adds up to just over 15 miles. And if you don't make it within that hour, then you're out. So it's kind of a, a last last man type standing type thing. And uh, first round, second round, third round, all was well. Fourth round, it's a whole different story. And I, I'm Sean's smiling, so I want to hear what you're thinking about this right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm smiling ear to ear because you know one of the things just just 12 months ago, you know, we were out on the track going, can we can we can we run a mile? And you know, and I I just over this journey of the like run club and doing hard things and challenges and you know, cold plunges and things that we keep putting ourselves, uh, as far as these environments that we keep putting ourselves in, this was kind of the ultimate test. And when I reflect back, it puts the biggest smile on my face, of course, behind the scenes, because I don't know if you would have ever signed up for something like this, if it wasn't for, you know, having a, a Sean in your life or uh, a Kendra in your life or the people that you've surrounded yourself with to inspire you to empower you to to do these things and yeah. and level up and challenge and do do hard things right and so I, I think it's a beautiful thing that's why i've got the biggest smile on my face because seeing you out of over a hundred people okay ewan's being super content or super humble right now 
But out of 100 people, this man just started running less than 12 months ago, hadn't competed in, in no, probably two decades since college or even high school. And this dude came in 12th place over 100 plus people. If that's not saying something as far as mental fortitude, character, what he believes in, doing doing hard things, then I don't know what does. And so that is why I got a big smile on my face. And that makes me proud to call you a friend. Oh, man. Well, that means a lot, man. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting about the places that I, I don't I don't. Man, we were just talking about this uh, before the the show started, and I just, I, everyone, you think about that, I'm like, oh, that is kind of cool, yeah. you know, that I I placed somewhere, and um, you know, to 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 run it back there, I was like, well, I have done things like this before, but then I suddenly realized every one of those things I've done, you've always invited me to, <laughs> <laughs> it, like they were mud runs and whatnot, they weren't races, like this was a race, this is a proper race, and um. And so would I do it on my own? Would I sign up on my own? No, probably not. So mm-hmm. yeah, you, you really kind of have, you know, if it's to do hard things, like, you know, played rugby, CrossFit, all those things, I would put myself in those environments um, to compete because I, I I don't know, I guess I connect and enjoy, have enjoyed those. So I'm drawn to that. But like a, a mud run or this uh, racing through the woods up and down hills, that's not something I would be like, Oh, I'm going to sign up for that. So, yeah, this is out of the norm. And so, yeah, I'm very grateful that you invited me, dude. I wouldn't have done it without, uh, otherwise. And I know my myself, my mind, my body, I'll push through anything. That's always just been my, my mantra. So I know if I sign up for that, I'll do it. But that's all up in the head. I know in my head that I could do it. But then actually doing it, experience it, doesn't matter how much you know. Like, And it basically ended up the same way I thought it would in my mind. But like I say, it's one thing to know, but actually doing it and then how you feel uh, afterwards is completely different than just knowing you can. You yeah. Know? I don't know if you know what I'm saying there. Does that, did that make sense? Like, yeah. Just that experience. like Before going into the race and lining up toe-to-toe, Saturday morning, it was 40 degrees outside, right? Winds, 15, 20 mile an hour winds. Mm-hmm. We were all freezing. It was muddy. It was wet. It was rainy. We had our we had our tribe there. We had our community there. We had our we had our athletes there to support each other, and we all towed the line. And so I'm curious with you, what was going through your mind like prior to the? They had actually a cannon. Remember the guy he pulled oh, the cannon, yeah. the, ca- the cannon, the cannon. The, oh man, <laughs> that was so loud that, that made me jump. <laughs> yeah, like, me too. <laughs> it was probably my my heart rate spiked the highest at that moment. Right as we went, what was my mind thinking then? Yeah. Um, well. I was very curious. I didn't know how the, what the terrain was going to be like. So 5K, you know, it's three miles per per lap. And so that first one, I was like, I want to go fairly quick. I want to go fast because I don't want to like slow my time down by any means because what if it's easy? Yeah. Um, so it was more just understanding. And it just ties into everything, man. I'm so glad you asked this question because mm-hmm. people who are not interested in running, stick with this because there's zero difference in what we're talking about. If there's something else area in your life, like you want to get fit, um, you know, you want to have the, the body that you want or the, the whatever you want appearance wise, or you want more money or build a business or be better at your job or better in relationships like this is exactly the same thing what we're talking about right now, you know? So at first lap, like I dipped my toe in aggressively right so i could understand what was going on adrenaline was much higher because you know what if this what if i can't complete the first lap i don't know what these uh, these people around me might be pros you know and might be easy what if i look like a a fool by the end of this thinking i'm actually going to do be able to complete it so first lap i was i was processing it when i got done i was like okay i don't feel terrible it wasn't easy but it wasn't didn't kill me i'm like okay first next thought was there's four more of these to go. 
What do I, how do I handle this? Do I speed up? Do I, um, how do I process it basically? So the second lap was, was easier, probably the most enjoyable one. The third one was my fastest lap. And then right before the fourth lap, the guy starts the, the, the cannon again. I can't remember if it was the cannon or if that ran out of gunpowder. I think they did something at one point, but he said, Right before we went, he's like, this is the hardest lap from what I've gathered, what people say. So now that's in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like, get my mind ready to rumble. Okay, this is the hardest lap. All right, I'll show the hardest lap. And so ran that one pretty well. And then I guess that made it the fifth lap was the most diabolical for me. Like, that was that was that was tough because I pushed myself. I think I was fully drained at that point, so I feel like I gauged my energy levels well. Well, you, you it was different for you. I remember you said that. Like, what was what was your what was hard for you? At what point was it difficult? Oh, P.S. Sean Podium. <laughs> Talking about being humble, he placed so yeah, third place, and uh, and it was by like very close minutes. And these guys have been running; they're triathletes, been running mud runs. For a long time. So this is like John's third or fourth, you know. So you factor podiuming again. It's just phenomenal, dude. So congrats on that too. Yeah. So for me, it's like when I get in these environments, they, you know, it, it's, it's, I, we talk about it all the time, embracing the suck, enjoying the process. But when it's time to shine, it's time to execute. It's time to, whether you're like, the way I look at it is like, if I'm going to public speak, it's time to execute. Got to get my game face on, got to dial in. The, all the practice, all the process, all the journey that has led up into this point, like this is where I need to dial in, focus in. People, and it's interesting because people around me that have conversations, they're laughing, they're high fine, and all this other stuff. I may do that for a second, but I'm going right back to, hey, I'm about to do whatever it takes to uh, leave all, like, leave everything out there, right? For me. And that's how it is every, in every lap. And so lap one, I was just focused on learning the, the terrain, getting out there. And then also, too, I didn't say this behind the scenes like before the episode, but like I'm very big on like if I tow the line and I got like guys next to me, there's a reason it, <clears throat> if you study like, you know, the greats, right? Like Cody Bryant and, you know, athlete, athlete runners and people that compete. Mm-hmm. Typically, the people, the guys that oh, they're confident and they know what they're, they're lining up in the front. Yeah. And then the people that are less confident, they're lining up in the back. Mm. And so I've learned to line up in the front, right? right? Because yeah. now you know who you're typically going up against. You know the guy to the left, to your right. You don't so so for me it's like I didn't focus on these guys. I didn't care who you know where they came from. I just know yeah. I can only control what I had done up until that point. Mm. And so once you start running, you run that first race, you know who is beside you and you know who's out in front of you. How do you compare that to your owning your insurance agents agency? You know, because you've got other agents out there and it's it's a sport of its own. Same with me. I'm up against high level sales guys. Some of these guys were CEOs and, you know, they've done big things in their life. So I, I look at these guys and they're doing big things, making half a million bucks a year. And I'm like, that's those are my competition right there. You know, I, I'm 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 highly interested. You know, like I look at it almost the same. How how do you view what you just said about the run compared to business? I'm a big believer in winners focus, winners focus on winning and losers focus on the winners. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's great. And so like, I don't focus on the competitors. I don't focus on, and what I mean by that is like, yeah, I may size them up. I may look to my left and right and kind of see who I'm I'm going up against. Mm. Right. 
and but I don't focus on them the entire race. I don't focus on where they're at. I can only can focus on what I'm doing. Where are my steps? How's my form? How am I feeling? What's my carbon take? What's my nutrition like? Yeah. How am I feeling right now? Preparation, everything and during the race. Same thing with building a company, same thing with building a business. I don't focus on my competitors 99.9% .9 of the time, seven days a week. However, I'm aware of my competitors, just like when me and you were playing racquetball, yeah. building a business, competing in high rocks, in these competitions. I'm aware of my surroundings. The guys that beat me, one and two spot, every single time I go up to them and say, hey, I tip my hat to you and I pick their brain, right? Because you want to be the best, you go hang out yeah, with that's the best. What I, I, and I, the, the people, anyone who beats, the, beats me in sales, whatever, they're the, they're the main guys I talk to. Like, I love talking to them because, it, and I will, because innately I know I will beat anybody at anything over a long period of time. Does that mean that's true in real, in reality? I don't, I don't know. Right. But in my mind, I believe, you know, and so the game is always on. It's never over. Yeah. And I will just continue. And I, I use them as a barometer. What are they doing compared to at least that some form of a gauge, right? They're doing this, this, and this. Am I doing any of that? Oh, I'm not doing that. I need to up my game. And also I'm doing things that they might not be doing, right? So I'm building my repertoire all for me, not, not nothing for them, you know, but just I use them as a as a barometer. Do you, do you feel the same way? Like as far as, I guess, like you just said, learning new things, yeah. right? Like you're picking their brains to be like, well, what's working for them so I can improve, you know? One of the things I did when building, yeah, absolutely. One, one of the things I did with the, the insurance business, building it was, you know, I'm, I'm very big on like new business and retention, right? That's the lifeline of a business. You got to grow and you got to retain your customers, right? And so one of the things that insurance agents struggled with building building their their businesses was retention because it's so saturated. It's such a saturated market out there. And so one of the things that instead of concentrating all my time, energy, and effort on what my competitors were doing, I only focused on what I was doing well, double down, triple down on that. And then and then I would pick apart, use the barometer, use a filter and and find out what they were doing really well. Geico, they did a fantastic job at retaining customers. So basically a customer would call in, they would say, hey, I need to cancel. I'm going with uh, this other insurance agency in Geico. The, the representative would be on the end of the phone and be like, well, you know, what What? What? What brings you to this phone call? What made you, what tripped you? It was like, well, no, I'm tired of your rates keep going up. Oh, okay, well, let's take a look at that for you. Are you open? You got a couple minutes. The last customer we helped out saved 50 bucks a month, right? So they're, 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 they, they are very aggressive on retaining that customer and solving the problem. Whereas most insurance agents, they're saying, okay, no problem. Hang up, click, we'll cancel your policy. Why do you think they, they do make that? It pers they make it personal. They're, they think they're, they're mad. They're upset. They're, they're upset. They're wow. mad. You can't do that Whereas in business. You, yeah, you have to focus on solving. And that's what that's the biggest thing is what's the solution here? What's right? Just like with the race this weekend. Like I could have been mad, oh, I'm third place, right? But instead, no, these guys, I did everything. Where Sean, where Sean has gotten where he is today with his hybrid athlete, with his running, is is it, it that's where it's at. The guys that are at number one and two, he can help. Th those are the who's who can help him get to where he needs to go, right? And what does it come down to? Is it nutrition? Is it do they have something that I don't know? But that's I'm not focused on that during the process, right? Or the event. I'm focused that on after because that's failing forward. Yeah, you understand? Absolutely. Same thing with building a business. Is there any element of because this isn't your what we just did Saturday is not your main sport. It's not your main thing that you focus on. No. It was just something we kind of randomly did now we got this marathon coming up that's a, that's different for me yes. I, I that has got a lot more um there are some nerves there because i've put a target for me to beat four hours and my training is right on the cusp of 
maybe I could, maybe I can't, right? And and I'm not saying that out of trying to protect myself from losing or not. Like, no, I'm I'm very logical when it comes to that. Like, you have to put in X amount of training. You have to be able to do this long enough uh, at this level to be able to get that time. And so I'm gauging myself. All right, do I have to put in a hero effort to get this? Which I think I will have to. Uh, which will be pushing the limits. Which I'm very excited about. But for this Saturday, and I could say that for you as well on the on the marathon, and for High Rocks, which is something you take a lot more serious, yes. like for what you want. So, in saying that, those guys that podiumed, we said this there, they couldn't push the sled one time in the High Rocks. They they probably just couldn't do it. You know, they're not trained for it. They're they're trained runners. You're you're doing you're doing this as kind of a we all use this kind of a training block for the marathon. Um and so when you see them doing that, uh but high rocks is your your main focus. How do you tie all that in together? Like being third, what do I need to do to be first there? Well, does that impact this thing over here? You know, does like how do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, it comes down to individual It's personalized. Right. And so what I mean by it is like, what's important to you. And if it's important to you, you're going to find a way to make it happen. And so for me, podium is important to me. It's a scorecard, just like when running a business, I want to be profitable. I want to be positive cash flow. Those are scorecards to me. Mm-hmm. So podium is like that for me when I race, whether it's high rocks, whether that's marathons, whether that's events like this that we just ran, whether that's CG competitions, if I podium, it's a scorecard to me. And so that so well, just not to jump in there i'm so curious on this like because i see money i have zero interest in money like not not that i'm very interested in, in money but it's just a scorecard you know I, I was taught that a long time ago from from a mentor and staying a long time i realized oh you don't just oh, people think money oh, i could have the car and the house and all that man that's just dumb so i've man if you haven't got that yet we need to talk uh, I'm talking to whoever's whoever's interested in that, you know, <laughs> um, because it's a, it's a curse to think like that, right? Money is just more money for the most part is more value. Like you're impacting more people. You brought more solutions to people, right? It's so byproduct. That, yeah, it's byproduct. So you gauge it. How well did I do this year? If the money went down, what happened, you know, and, and what can I do to bring more value? Because that would, a consequence of more value uh, uh, to people is more money. So when you're thinking podium, I was just thinking there, I never thought about it like that before. So that is your scorecard. Mm-hmm. How do you tie that in? Could you explain that? Because it, it's, pro- it's got to be different to a certain degree. But yeah, what's your thought? Is it just a, um, a gauge for yourself on how you're doing uh, on your training or overall? Yeah, overall. So just, in, just uh, training overall, because... The fact of the matter is the work behind the scenes is where you're putting in the hours of training, right? And so if you're typically doing being on a podium or even if you're a cash flowing business and you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, and you're cash flowing net profit margins and and business is working like a well-oiled machine and you've got financial freedom and all these different things. If you tell me that and I see that on paper, I know what I know what that takes and I know what you've done behind the scenes. So what that is, it's forward progress. And so for me, tying the podium is knowing that all this work, all this energy, all this time, all this effort, all this sweat equity that I'm putting in behind the scenes. Yes, it's good for my health overall. That's what that's the macro picture of things, because that's what allows me to keep showing up and do the things that I that I enjoy doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Which helps it keep stay sustainable. It's that compelling nature. But that we're human beings. We have to have that compelling. We have to have that that progress 
Yes, yeah. Ford. And so if I'm not, like you said, with-, with, with it's your annual income statement. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And that's all it is for me. It's like, okay, well, I podium last time. Why didn't I this time? Well, there's new competitors. I didn't put in the same amount of training block. Getting older. Getting maybe older, you, right? You shift, maybe it's a, yeah, you, you change categories or- or how would so, you think about so the that? way I look at the way I look, age is just a number. So people come to me all the time. I, I cannot stand it, dude. I'll be seventy years old. I'll still be competing. I'll still blow a thirty-one year out, a thirty-year-old out. That's the way my mindset but, but works. If you don't podium, how how will you? And I know I know how you, you'll you'll handle it just perf- just right because you've been competing for so long. When you can't podium anymore, when you're older, we've never talked about this before. What, what would you do? Because I think about this myself too. I'm like, there's gonna be a moment. Because I think my 50-year-old self will beat this guy today. Like, that's my plan. I think my 55-year-old could possibly do it. But when I'm 60, could he do the weights that I'm lifting today, 60, 65, 70? It's going to start to deteriorate at some point. I'll still be doing it to the best of my ability. And my goal is to be beating it. But how will you process that when it comes? I think it's the same thing as you think about the... I look. I heard a, there was a there's a pie chart out there, right? We're we're in a ge- generational wealth shift, meaning like half of the population is baby boomers, and so they own half of the they basically all own the all the wealth, yeah. right? Half of it, and then a small percentage of that is is millennials, and another is Generation X. So it's interesting pie chart. But in my mind, it's like all these these baby boomers, right? They're 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 tired, they're exhausted, they're fatigued. Okay, what fascinates me as a 36 year old is why. Right. I know 20 year olds that say the same thing. They're tired. They're exhausted. They're fat, fatigued. Why? Yeah. Right. There's a reason. There's an explanation behind that. I'm at 36 feeling like an 18 year old. Yeah, I'm 42 and I feel freaking fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what fascinates me. So you say podium at 60. I'm thinking like, yeah, I am. Mm. Now, I may not be, you know, going up against a Sean at 36. Right. I may be. But with another 60 year old. So you would kind of think about that category. 100%. Okay, that's it's the how same I think thing. It. It's the same thing uh, with the business, right? Like I'm not comparing my business Elon Musk. to yes, yeah. Elon Musk right. or Amazon Jeff Bezos. You're not interested in that uh, Exactly. Yeah. If you're comparing then then you're focused on the wrong things. You're focused on envy, focused on what you don't have. That's the external hey, forces. It's so good. I hope people are listening to that, you know? Like this is going to you if you're in your car, or your headphones on your run or whatever. Like that's so important right there. That's that's how you can enjoy your life. Like that's how you get fulfillment and not, oh, I'm still not there yet. Man, I'm still not there. That means you're not present today enjoying yourself, getting getting to where you want to go. And because, man, some people might be never have ran before. and be like, well, I'm, this has got nothing to do with me. But, man, who's to say that you're not running in a year's time or doing something? Because we're talking about hard things. Doing hard things is why we're talking about this today, right? It's It's what it does for you, the the consequences, the benefits and and the enjoyment, fulfillment of this is what life is, right? I mean, what else is there? Because we're talking about, you know, it's the same relationships. Like it's 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 hard to uh acknowledge fault in an argument. It's very hard to say, you know what, I'm wrong, you're right, especially in the moment, you know. So doing hard things allows you to do more hard things, right? It's a you're, you're toe dipping into that. And you might be really good at something somewhere, really good. And you might be terrible at something somewhere else, but you can leverage, you can borrow. Okay, what did I do there? I know I have the confidence that I could do that, which means maybe I have the confidence that I could do this over here too. And I haven't even started yet, you know? So to me, it all, it all relates. Um, 
Yeah. So doing hard things, we just, I, the, my book is still not delivered yet, but man, have you got something to speak to? Is there anything from the book that you've pulled that just is, just lines up with what we're talking about to kind of wrap it up here? Yeah. So the funny thing is I've, I've, I'm my, all my friends know my inner circle know, and even social media is like, when I, when I see something that I believe in or read something, I like to share it with all, you know, people that want to listen, right. Followers, listeners, and maybe even listening to, uh, listen to this. And so what's funny is, is like, I told everybody, right? You, Isaiah, everybody went out and got this book. And even I was talking to Michelle about it at the race this Saturday. I was like, dude, you got to get this yeah, book. I heard something and she's like, well, I've seen somebody, somebody else mentioned this book. I'm like, oh, really? I'm, she's like, where? Facebook. I was like, when? Last week. I was like, that was me. I posted about it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> she started laughing. She's like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> and so, well, the funny thing is, you know, Nick talked about it on his podcast. And I was like, you know, he got this book, uh, Do Hard Things. I was like, I looked it up on Amazon. And I purchased it, cost like 12 bucks, got it in the mail. And it said for teenagers. So I was like, what <laughs> I is remember you told this? me that. I was, I was like, like oh, okay. I'm not a teenager. I started reading it, right? And I was like, you know, because it says do hard things. I'm all about doing hard things and understanding like if you do hard things, I understand what that, who you need to become and what you need to become to, to get to, you know, uh, overcoming those obstacles and those challenges. And so I started reading this book and it was all for teenagers. Well, then I was like, is this, am I, am I on the right book right now? And I went back to Amazon I think I got the wrong do hard things. You think so? <laughs> there is another book by another author. It's a yellow front. It's like a wider yellow front. With blue right. Yes. Because when I saw it was behind, I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know this, dude. <laughs> but, but I'm very grateful just from what you said about it. Because I'm now it's on the schedule for me and my kids and my wife to read it together. Yeah. And which I'm very excited about because I talk to them all the time about hard things. So this book is really going to be able to back me up. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not just their old man saying it like, oh, thanks a bunch, dad. You know, it's going to be like, no, here's the, here, they love to read, you know? So yes. I'm really excited about it. So it's for teenagers. And, but however, the same principles and fundamentals apply, right? When Everything is change. Exactly. Oh, you're seven year old, seven years old. And, right. and the principles of doing hard things at 14 is different when you're 70. Nope. Yeah, I mean, it's just not true. You exactly. Know? And so, yeah, it's a beautiful place, and especially if you're listening to this and you have kids or even one getting into a teenager, we can drop the link in the show notes. But man, it's been it's been a game changer about three quarters of the way through. But it talks about how like, you know, the our teenagers this day and age, they're very content, very complacent. You know, hey, you're a kid, live your life. You got plenty of time, all this other stuff. Well, what does that do to their mindset? That Well, that tells them, oh, okay, yeah, I've got plenty of time. I can be contentment. I can just, you know, sit on the couch and eat Cheetos and watch Netflix all day, yeah. right? Well, the problem that is what are you training your mind to do we had those two 21 year olds come out and and they struggled through that race but yes. i was super proud of them because i knew they hadn't been training so it didn't matter the age but we smoked them that's right but i know if they maybe they opened their minds up to man i i did that thing you know and maybe who knows where it goes from there and the and the, the youngest kid that completed all five laps 15 miles eight years old i told my eight-year-old son that and he whipped his head around like what like he was mad i didn't invite him yeah. Wow. I was like, oh man, I love to see the look in his eyes. He was like, what, 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 do, you, what do you mean he was eight? What was his name? Really? <laughs> yeah, and I said, would you want to do that? And he said, I'm in the next one. I was like, okay. Henley said, go. oh, I'll come too, you know? So yeah. I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Cause like, do I want to become a mud run, running family? Man, but if they love it, yeah, I would, I would, you know? So do hard things, brother. I'd love to see Kel do it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Kel, awesome. no pressure. Hey, P.S., before we wrap up, she turned. The hot water slightly cold yesterday. Come on. Yep. Did she really? She did. I was like, what did Bless. you? She said, yeah, just a little cold and I turned it right off. I was like, but that's your toe. You, you, you're getting into it, right? You never would have done that before. And that was, that was her hard thing. Yep. She that's does right. not. I mean, it's like, 
it's a whole different level of uncomfortable for her to be cold because she's cold natured, you know? And so that she did it, it it's not the, anything about the do the temperature, it's about the decision to turn that handle. So I was really super proud of her, you know? So, so awesome, man. Because we keep talking about we're doing more hard things and more people are doing hard yes. things. And it's just beautiful to see, man. People, yeah. everyone, are, everyone around is feeling good, dude. Yes. You know, like everyone feels confident. It's amazing to see just in our community and like our text messages and our groups and stuff like that, just by putting the word out there and by putting that language and showing up as that person and doing the hard thing, just the cold water and watch your kids, watch your community, watch everybody around you. When you even have the conversations with a friend at church or a friend, you know, over coffee, they're like, wait, you did what? Yeah. Right. To them, they may go, oh my gosh, I could never do that. But now it's a mustard seed in their mind. Well, if Kel did it, I can do it, yeah. right? And I think it's such a beautiful thing. You become like the, you do what other people around you are doing. It's just more proof. Like our, the mastermind group, uh, this, the, the whole running thing, like, you know, Brooke uh, in our group, she's saying more and more stuff. I'm like, and then seeing her run Saturday and, and yeah, I'm just super impressed. Like she, she's a shining example. And there's a bunch of us, everyone's doing that. Like everyone's saying more, like doing more, showing their times, improving. And I know it's going to lead to more hard things for them, right? Because yeah. you're leveling up, leveling up and living, you know? Yeah. So yeah, man, so it was a beautiful weekend. Look forward to many more things like this to come. And uh, yeah, any final words? Yeah, man, I'll just say this, like you, I feel like we all are the bottleneck in our own life. And what I mean by that is, is like, the people around you, like your best friend, your business partner, your spouse, your kids, even your tribe, your inner circle, that one or two people, you are the average of the five people you hang around. And so with that being said is if you are a leader, and I know if you're listening to this, you're wanting to level up and live. And what that looks like is working on becoming the best version of yourself. And what that looks like is doing hard things, getting outside of your comfort zone, embracing the uncertainty, just like you and did with this mud run. Oh, it's a mud run. And so you said it in your language earlier, like, do I want my kids doing the mud run? And the way I look at it is it's not just about the mud run because how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if they can show up and do that, they can apply that same fundamental, that same pr principle. Well, I don't want to go run in the mud. I don't want to run a Spartan race. I don't look at it like that. I look at it as, well, it's the obstacles. It's the challenges. It's the pushing beyond your limits because that shows up in other areas of your life, right? When, right I wanna, when you don't want it to. Exactly. I don't see, and so it's a mindset shift, yeah. right? It's not about the, yeah, sure, it's wet, it's muddy, it's a Saturday. There's a million other things you could be doing. But in my mind, I'm like, if I can do this and somebody else is thinking that, that they don't want to do that and they want to eat Cheetos on their couch and the warm fuzzy coats, cool. I'm going to keep doing this hard things because I know this is where it's going to get me good. So that when it does get hard. Yes. Because it, it's like, not I, if, but I, when. I already signed up for this. So this is just nothing. I, I saw, I'm, this is, if this was a, if this difficult situation I was in right now and someone said, hey, there's a sign up, hundred bucks to come be in this tough situation. I might look at that and be like, all right, yeah. give me my problem that I currently have. I'll actually voluntarily sign up for that just to see how I handle it. Yeah. I never thought about it like that before. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, there's something there. It's, it's failing forward, yeah. right? And so you, sure, you may not, because so many people are tied to the outcome. They're tied to, sure, I may be, oh, I got to have the podium, right? It's going to be nice to have. I want that competitive advantage or that competitive edge. And I do ultimately want that podium. But the difference is, is if I don't get that outcome, I'm not tied to it. I'm not all consumed, meaning I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be angry, frustrated. Yeah, give up. Right? Instead, mom, what did I do when I didn't get first and second place on Saturday? I went up and talked to the guy, yeah, shook his hand. right away. Exactly. What did you do differently? And what really made me mad is he told me he didn't run as much as I did, but he was also cycling and doing some other things. Yeah. So, but it told me, it's like, 
there's just not one way to do things. And that's a beautiful thing. It's in, and everybody's got their different, you know, personalized journey on how they show up. And so, yeah, man. Dude, I love this, man. It was really, really good. I hope, hope the audience enjoyed it. And yeah, many more to come. No doubt. Love, love and live, baby. Love and live. Wow. What an incredible journey today. We hope this episode has sparked a fire within you to tackle the challenges, push beyond your limits, and strive for greatness. Remember, it's in the consistent effort, the unseen hours, and the determination to do the hard things that you truly level up in life. If you found value in today's episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend who's on their own journey of growth. And leaving us a review goes a long way in supporting the show. So drop us some love on your favorite podcast platform. Never want to miss an episode? Hit that subscribe button now. And for even more resources to fuel your journey, check out the show notes for some exclusive freebies. Thank you for joining us on this adventure. Until next time, keep doing the hard things, showing up and leveling up your life. This is Sean Myers signing off from Level Up and Live.